Welcome to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. I am Phil Bork, and I will be your host for the next half hour of good old-fashioned hockey talk. And uh, with this being the 30th anniversary of the Penguins' first Stanley Cup in 1991, we're turning back the clocks, we're reminiscing, and ooh, it feels so good. So let's bring in, man, I love playing with this guy. Just a great teammate. He wore number three, big strapping defenseman. Let's bring in Grant Jennings. Jenner, how are you, buddy? Good. How's it going there? Hi from Alaska. <laughs> yeah, talk about that first, man. You are up in, I mean, how far, I mean, everybody knows where Anchorage, Alaska is, obviously. How far drive or fly are you right now from Anchorage? Um, 600 miles straight north. So <laughs> it's about, <laughs> it's about um, an hour and a half in a Boeing, you know, 737. So we're pretty far up here above the Arctic Circle. You know, it's, um, it's still winter here. Wow. So, well, I want to talk about that, what you're doing now, because uh, it's really incredible what you're doing now in your life and, and really a second career. But I want to kind of go back to, to you growing up in uh, Melfort, Saskatchewan. You were born in Hudson Bay, uh, right there, Highway 3 and Highway 9. Uh, just talk about growing up there. What was it like? Well, it was, um, you know, a simple life. Uh, my dad was a game warden uh, bush pilot. And uh, that's where I get my aviation bug from. Um, you know, it was a small town. Uh, Hudson Bay was about 4,000 people. And then we moved to Melfort. And that's where I played my minor hockey. About 6,000 people there. And um, that's all there was there to do was either, you know, go to school and uh, play hockey. There was no, uh, you know, video games and uh, <laughs> everything else. That was it. Talk about your dad, Rex. He passed away about four years ago at the age of 91, being a bush pilot. Uh, I think he was flying the old C-180s, right, with those with the floats on, right? Uh, talk about him yeah. being a bush pilot. Was he, was he a hockey player? How much did he teach you about playing the game no. of ice hockey? No, he wasn't a hockey player. He was, in, he was a World War II vet. Um, he was in the Canadian Navy. And um, basically he told, just taught me about hard work. You know, I mean, I had, I had the chop wood and I had a trap line and you know I had a, a different upbringing than probably most of my teammates but uh, um, you know that's where I got my you know strength from was you know working hard back on you know at the in the backyard shoveling gravel or whatever it was um, but that that was his way of coaching me was you know getting me strong mentally and physically would you say that's the greatest thing you took from your dad? I mean, I, I love to ask this question. Is there, you know, what is your most memorable moment with your dad? And is there anything that you take uh, or took with you uh, to become an NHLer and now to work in the aviation? Is there anything significant that you take with you day by day? Um, well, I mean, I mean, I remember like dad would get uh he had a big satellite like this so he'd always we'd always talk after the games and then he got to come to pittsburgh there when we were making our runs in the you know, 91 and 92 so that was a big highlight and then you know when i got traded to toronto um he got to see me play playoff against uh chicago you know original six in the old maple leaf garden so that was that was pretty uh special seeing him sitting up in the stands watching me play there well, you uh, you mentioned you you played your minor hockey and you end up in the uh, Saskat uh, Sask uh, Saskatchewan Junior League, excuse me, uh, playing for the yep. Humboldt Broncos. And everybody knows about the yep. the Humboldt Broncos for uh, the wrong reason, uh, for that tragic yep. accident on uh, April the sixth, twenty eighteen. 
Uh, does that yeah. stay with you still? I mean, uh, you, you weren't uh, really a part of the organization then in any way, but you know, as being well, an alumni, I mean, I'm sure you still knew a lot of people. Yeah, um, I mean, I still stay in touch with my billets that I had there, sure. and um, and then when that happened, um, actually, one of the dads used to date my sister back in high school, so his son was uh, killed in that accident. So, yeah, we I, I still have ties to that area and to that team, you know, indirectly as it is. But uh, I went back for the We had a memorial for them. Um, you know, the NHL had some players come back uh, after it happened. And uh, and I still stay in touch with a, a couple old teammates that are still in Humboldt. So um, I do, I'm still doing a little bit for that, you know, for the, the, the memorial fund there in Humboldt. So, yeah. And, Jenna, you go on to the Saskatoon Blades. I, I started looking up this team. Holy smokes, man. Joey Koser had 40 goals and 258 penalties with Wendell Clark. He also played with uh, Todd McClellan, who coaches the Kings now. He's with the Sharks and the, yeah. and the Oilers. But you got, you're on the team. I mean, it's you, Joey Koser, and Wendell Clark. I mean, uh, other teams must have been just, yeah. you know, shaking in their boots to play you guys every night. Well, that, we, were the, we were like uh, my, the big, bigger names and for tough guys on our team. We still had guys that didn't make it that were, you know, as tough <laughs> as us. That, that uh, so we used to have some quite the battles with the Prince Albert Raiders because they had um, Dave Manson and, and Baumgartner. So it was a you know an all out battle. I mean, it, you know, every second night. So yeah, that was an interesting time back then in, in Saskatoon. You know, you know now they play the game a little different, and as do the NHL, and it's. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not as rough and uh, a grind as it was when we came up. But, yeah, Saskatoon was, uh, we had a tough team. You know, Coach, I saw him break a few helmets, you know, with that <laughs> right hand. And, and then, you know, you know Wendell and, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, sometimes we forgot what, you know, what the puck was in the in a few games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played with Joey Koser when I was with the Rangers, and uh, I yeah. agree with you. You talk about a guy with the one-punch knockout ability. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stan yeah. Jonathan had it. There's a couple other guys, but you have to admit, he was probably the one that had the big hammer, right? Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing him break a couple of helmets. He was just yeah. like, holy crap, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, Jenner, let's take our first break here, and then we're going to talk a little bit about you uh, and how you got into the National Hockey League because it wasn't uh, the easiest of paths. Let's take that first break. When we come back, we'll talk more with former Penguins defenseman Grant Jennings. You are listening to Good Hockey Talk. Welcome back to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. I'm Phil Bork, your host, and uh, joined by former former Penguins defenseman Grant Jennings. Jenner, um, take me back to... You know, you go through a couple of drafts. You don't get drafted. I mean, uh, is that is it heartbreaking? Is it disappointed? Were you like, okay, not that big of a deal because now I'm basically a free agent. I can pick whatever team I want to go to well, if I get an invite. Well, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was starting to wonder, you know, um, because like Wendell Clark was playing, you know, on defense on my team. He went first overall. Trent Yanni was a defenseman. He went second round. Right. Um, Duncan McPherson was um, the late Duncan McPherson. He was on our team of defensemen. He went first pick in the second round, and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm as good as these guys. What's yeah. going on? So I just stuck with it, you know. And then, you know, after my uh, um, third year junior, um, I got offers. You know, I got free agent offers, like contracts, yeah. but they're all the same. So basically, 
you know, the GMs got together and just said, this is what we're going to offer him. And, and, uh, you know, it's up to him where he goes. And that's when I took, I chose, uh, the Washington Capitals because I, I figured I was going to end up in the American League for a couple of years of polishing. So I kind of looked at their, at the farm teams before I made my decision because like Pittsburgh was actually one of the teams. Oh, wow. Uh, Vancouver and the Washington Capitals. So, and I chose the, the Capitals. No, you don't play for the Caps. You're in Binghamton. Larry Plows, your coach down there. He ends up being in yep. uh, Hartford also. And you get traded uh, in 1988. You get traded with S- Ed Kostelik, uh from Mike Millar and Neil Sheehy. You go to Hartford. Yep. And then, obviously, uh, this is where we're going. You know where we're going. Uh, March the yep. 4th, 1991. I know you told the story before, but it never gets old. You and Olfie and Ronnie uh, for Johnny Cullen, Zarley, the late Zarley Zalapski, you should say, and yeah. Jeff Parker uh, coming to the Penguins. You know what? The, the great part that I read about this story, and I didn't realize this, Jenner, to this day, was that uh, you end up moving right into Johnny Cullen's place in the South Hills. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, on Hickory Heights there. Yeah, right. I uh, started renting his house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a, yeah, you know, I, Kind of felt bad for him, you know. I mean, he was, he took, well, you know, I mean, you were a good friend of his, and I mean, he took that trade pretty hard, yeah. you know. And I mean, it was, it was tough on all the guys that had to leave Pittsburgh. It was great for us, you know, obviously. I mean, we, you know, we came, I mean, when, when I, I heard I was getting traded, you know, 10 o'clock at night, EJ called me and said, Jenner, you're getting traded to Pittsburgh. And I said, he goes, there's a couple other players going with you. You'll, you'll find out tomorrow. And I said, oh, okay. He goes, be at the airport at 6 a.m. So I showed up at the airport, and uh, and all of a sudden I see Alfie and Ronnie walk into the airport, and I'm thinking, do, do, do we have? Do the Whalers have a road trip today? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, just, I was never going to imagine that. You know, they were getting traded, right? Wow. So, and then that, you know, we got on the plane, and we ended up playing Vancouver that night with you guys. And um, yeah, I remember walking in the locker room. You know, guys were all looking at us, kind of, you know, sizing us up, and. Yeah, that's kind of a tough moment for when you get traded. You know, you walk into a, a foreign, a foreign uh, battlefield, right? You know, but but it worked out. I mean, you know, hey, I scored that night, top shelf. That's it, baby. The point. That's incredible. Oh man, no better feeling than that right there. Hey, your roommate. Right. Uh, I didn't realize this either that your roommate uh, was your defense partner, Larry Murphy. We've had Murph, Murph on the yeah. show. Um, and he, yeah. what, what kind of comes to the front of your brain when you think of having a roommate like Larry Murphy, who ends up being a Hall of Famer? Well, yeah. I mean, we were kind of we weren't opposites, but I mean, yeah, we defense partner. We were like, you know, he was, you know offensive and you know we'd take chances and then i was defensive and i was always back to cover you know the yin and yang probably yeah set a record for two probably set a record for two on one that <laughs> year or whatever <laughs> but but you know and as a, as a roommate you know i'd always go out for uh dinner after the games and uh you know beers with the guys and murph would always be at home you know watching movies and then and he he was a a stockbroker right he worked for a, a firm there in pittsburgh so you know, early in the mornings before the bus or whatever, he'd have the TV at the Bloomberg channel on, and I'd always be yelling at him, turn it down, you know. <laughs> but it, we we were really good friends. It worked out well. What do you remember about the, the first Stanley Cup? I mean, you were you were all banged up. You had the separated shoulder. I think it was Madonna that uh, that gave you a rough yeah. ride there. Um, if there's a Game 7, well, you're probably getting shot up, right, and playing that Game yeah. 7? Well, yeah. yeah. I come in for Game 6 there in, in um, Minnesota, and, Badger's there, and he's like, Jenny, he goes, I, I don't want you, I need you for, you know, I'm going to need you for game seven, I don't want you to play, and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you, it's like telling a, you know, a, 
you know, anybody that, you know, you, you risk the, you risk lose, you know, winning the game and not being out there. That's what happened. I mean, yeah. the needles were right there on the, <laughs> on the table and there, but, uh, he said, no, I want you for game seven. So then they put Jimmy in there, Jimmy pack. And, and then we ended up winning, which, you know, it was fine. I mean, um, and, uh, and that was the, that was that, uh, cup year. Yeah. That yeah, was Madonna that hit me. Yeah. Um, and I saw him last summer at the, actually at the, the Humboldt Bronco Memorial. He was there at, in Saskatoon, and uh, I kind of gave him a little uh, hell about that. Oh, I, good. You know what? <laughs> you were the one that separated my soul. He was like, "Really? Sorry, there's this genuine kind of thing." <laughs> but he told me a story about John Casey and the and the, their goalie. Remember how he was playing pretty well for a couple games there, and then he kind of went for went yeah. uh, went out into the left field. That's right. But. I'll, I'll tell you that story some other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll save that for another day. Last one for you before we get to our last break. You know, you went out to Toronto and you played a little bit for Buffalo and then you kind of wind your career down the uh, International Hockey League in Quebec and San Antonio. Jenner, yeah. did, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time, the special chemistry that we had, man. It was, it was really unique, wasn't it, 91 and 92? Did you ever find anything close of that, that kind of locker room that we had when you left Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I remember even in 93, you know, when we, when we won the President's Trophy, I mean, you know, we just, our practices were so easygoing and everything was great when you won, you know, I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, if one line wasn't going, we, we had four lines, capable lines that were, you know, ready to pick up the slack on any given moment that, you know, and when we showed up there in 91 and, uh, Started, you know, playing some solid defense, you know, and you guys kind of took note and went, yeah, this is this is going to work, you know. And we all, I think, got that feeling of, you know, holy crap, I think, you know, every time we went around, we're like, and then we play the first, you know, we play the next team, and of course we'd lose the first game of the of series course. every time. Of course, yeah. And we'd be like, we're better than these guys. We can do this. So I remember that, you know, that, that, that core that we had that we kept together for, three years there that you know you don't see that too often anymore i agree special times buddy special times let's take our final break and uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now very interesting stuff uh he's grant jennings i'm phil bork and you're listening to good hockey talk here at 105.9 the x welcome back to good hockey talk here at 105.9 the x we're joined now by former penguins defenseman grant jennings and jenner it's really interesting. I mean, uh, tell me, I mean, you talked a little, you touched on a little bit about your dad, Rex, and, and uh, being a pilot and all that, but uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to the Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronautics right here in the Berg uh, to start your, your career in fixing airplanes. Talk about that. Yep. What, what kind of pushed you over the edge? Was that e- something easy for you to get into, or did you need somebody to kind of steer you in that direction? Well, no, I mean, I always was into aviation since, you know, my dad used to take me out of, second grade and take me on the float plane and right, he'd take me right out of class and away we'd go. But, and then when I was in Pittsburgh, you know, I, I was flying, I was going to be a pilot. I'm going to get my pilot's license. So, and then I remember walking in West Mifflin there, I was, I was flying out of West Mifflin and um, I remember walking by that, the PIA there, Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronautics every day to go get in my airplane. And uh, I, I kind of did a little research on it. And then once I retired out of hockey, I was, you know, we got to do something, figure out. So I wanted to be in aviation, so I got, a, I ended up moving back to Pittsburgh and going to school for two years there. 
and getting a degree and um, started working for U.S. Airways. And then 9-11 hit, and so we all lost our jobs. And then that's basically how I ended up in Alaska. Was uh, That was a good-paying job, and uh, but I had to move for it. And I've been here since 2002. Well, and what's the company? What's the company you work for up there? I work for Conical Phillips Oil Company. So oh, I, yeah. we have like a corporate aviation division, um, and uh, so I work for an oil company. So uh, things are good, you know. Um, uh, benefits are good. Great company, and uh, well, I did um, I did a little research, and it looks like they have five aircraft: the seven thirty-seven, seven hundred. They have three of the. Uh, DHC 8400s and the ERJ 145 jet. Is that correct? And uh, do you work on all of those? And what exactly, give me your kind of, what, what's a normal day for Grant Jennings working on these jets? Well, we don't have the Boeings anymore. We still, we have the three Q400s. We have uh, G5s in Houston. And then we have uh, turboprops up here where I work. So I work on, we have two twin otters and uh, we have a Casa, which is made in Spain. It's a turboprop too. So basically we, we, we shuttle people East, east and west here up on the north slope and uh, the Q400s the big planes they bring them from Anchorage they bring all the workers up to the north slope to do their jobs so my day consists of you know it's a 12 hour day I work two weeks on two weeks off so it's kind of like a hockey schedule I, I work bad. about six months you know so it's nice I get two two weeks off every month you know but you know, once you come up here, it's like a different planet. You know, once you're here, you're here. So you're here for like 14 days, and you do your job, and then you get out of, get out, and you go free. <laughs> you know, kind of like the goalie in slap shot. Yeah, right. Well, you're you're also a, a proud dad. You have a couple boys, Harrison and uh, Gordon, who you call Gordy. Um, tell me about them. What they're up to? Uh, well, Harry's a musician. He's in the uh, into IT stuff, computer stuff. He's 25. Gordy's 14. He's in 14U. Uh, he's in hockey. He's like, I got him traveling around. I'm going to the rinks again, you know, um, dealing with that. He's, uh, he loves it. Um, he's, he's a mus- musician also. Um, he's in ninth grade, going into ninth grade, I guess. And so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's playing lefty. You know, he's tall, lanky. You know, I don't know. He's not as mean as dad was, so we're trying to work <laughs> That's on that. T- tough to reproduce you that, know? man. You are one ornery son of, of a gun. Yeah, he's got a little bit of his mother in there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, trying to change that a little bit. but um, and um, So, yeah, things are good. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm turning 56 on Cinco de Mayo, so um, I'm... Uh, I don't know when I'm going to wind her down here. You know, this this job's pretty good, so we'll see. I'm I'm going to try and get out there this uh, this playoffs there to see the boys play, but I don't know. We'll see. They yeah. start pretty soon, right? They yeah, start- they're, yeah, they're going to start probably um, in a couple weeks here. Uh, the playoffs will start. But you mentioned Cinco de Mayo, your birthday. You were 55 last year. That And it's a shame we had the pandemic because that would have been a great one to ha- turn 55 on 5-5. Five, five, and as you mentioned, you're going to be 56 so you share yeah. a birthday with a couple of uh, former Penguins in Johan Hedberg, Ziggy Palfi, oh, Mike really? Stapleton, also Mitch Marner, uh, oh, that's right. pretty good player uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But uh, what's uh, what's in uh, store for Grant Jennings, fifty sixth on Cinco de Mayo? Well, I'm I'm gonna spend it with my boys. I, I come I actually come off work that day, and then I'm uh, looking to go and I might go to Vegas and golf for three days because <laughs> it's ninety degrees there. It's not. Uh, 
minus 10, you know. <laughs> Man, well, listen, if you get back in town here for a playoff game, make sure you look me up and uh, – We'll have a little celebratory cheer to celebrate your 56, Jenner. Hey, man, listen, I, you know, I've had Randy Gillen on and, and Wendell Young on, kind of guys that were role guys like yourself. And, yeah. I mean, you've heard this before, but I just want to tell you again, we don't win Stanley Cups if it's not for guys like Grant Jennings. I mean, you knew your role. We needed a bit of nasty on the backside. That's why Craig Patrick made the deal, and you were all yeah. that and the bag of chips, man. It's, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it was a pleasure to be your teammate. And uh, happy anniversary, buddy. 30 years ago, we won the first. Congrats on that baby, too. Yeah, thanks, Jenner. Thanks for doing this, man. And uh, hopefully see you down the road. Yeah, okay, Phil. All right, that's Grant Jennings. And you just listened to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. Good night, everyone, and see you at the rink.